Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Four free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Yes, it was a magic night at Reed Green Coliseum last night. It summoned the days of MK Turks, exciting basketball teams, and the uh, energy that uh, they brought to the Coliseum. It was kind of a who's who of Southern Miss uh, folks there last night. Will Hall, football coach, Scott Berry, baseball coach, of course. Former coach Jeff Bauer, Rick Cleveland, former New England Patriot, Golden Eagle Harold Shaw, Marshak Kenny, Rick Cleveland. Jay Ladner has brought the magic back, and uh, it was on full display last night before 8,000-plus as the Golden Eagles defeated uh, Louisiana in a dramatic 82-71 basketball showdown welcome to the super talk eagle hour bob getty luke johnson we're broadcasting today from the southern bank course studios in hattiesburg and laurel opening segment sponsored dickie's barbecue pit and we thank them for everything that they do luke uh it, you know the the only person that i wish could have been there was mk turk because the mk turk magic was back and and jay ladner gets all the credit for bringing that electricity back that we saw last night at the basketball arena the uh, the official um, article on southernmiss.com starts with this eagle fever is back baby that's what it says and you felt it last night and of course i w- i was really young i can remember my dad talking about keys and fisher and hamilton and and those guys and i i know i went to some of those games but you know only in in really you know a few times have i have i seen something like that the the nit uh, for men and women over a decade ago, around 2001 when we won the conference championship under Coach Green. And then I do remember watching Weatherspoon and, and Wisby. But, I mean, 8,097 last night. Um, you and I were watching the girls' game courtside. Uh, there was a, a there was an electric atmosphere, uh, second half of the girls' game. And then, I mean, the the stands were, were packed. I mean, you couldn't walk on the, on the upper – uh, terrace uh, of the Coliseum around without having your bumping into people, which is a good thing. I, I'm saying there were lines at the concession stand. There's just the, 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 the atmosphere, you know, 30 minutes before game time would have been, you would, you, you just haven't seen it in Reed Green Coliseum. And then throughout the game, we can break down the game here in a minute, but I'm saying from the very beginning, the student section was on fire. And it culminated at the end with that Pinkney two-handed monster slam. I mean, it was, and it was a good basketball game. I, I, that's what yes, people saw. The yes. Golden Eagles were down 
in the first half fought back and and really some of the names that that we thought would would contribute did contribute there were a few heroes on the stretch who usually don't get their names mentioned as well well all the stars on the basketball team came through the bench was magnificent uh, defensively the golden eagles were ferocious as always uh it was rough and tumble. It was big boy basketball. There's no question about that. I, I, I still I get a little confused. You know, you can headlock a, a Golden Eagle basically and take the ball away from him, and that's not a foul. But you can touch somebody on the back of the hand, and that is a foul. We talk more about the officiating, but in all honesty, the officiating, the bad calls went both ways. I mean, it wasn't like a one one team uh, suffered all the bad. Uh, another thing too, Luke, that uh, it, it reinforced with me is what an what a special rivalry this is going to develop between these two schools, between Louisiana and Southern Miss, and I I predict it's going to be this way in every sport moving forward. That's the thing. I mean, in the three in the three big sports, this is going to be probably them and, and South Alabama. This is your this is your rival. And I, I like the fact that we've got two rivals. I like the fact that we've got one right down the road. And I like the fact that this might be, though, one of those, you know, this is, this is your old Memphis rivalry. Here it is. This is because yeah, it's going to be this way in all three sports. And I mean, you know, if we want another black and blue bowl, <laughs> last night would have earned that in, in basketball. And it was really a tale of two halves in, in the first half. Brown, their big could do, did anything he wanted. I mean, he was making everything. He was dominating on the inside. Hase was trying to play D against him, but then they switched and they put Pinkney on him. Pinkney, little, little more, you know, bulky muscle wise than, than Felipe. And credit Coach Cardona because they cracked the nut of how to contain Cardona and they did it in the second half. I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Reagan Grant uh, a little while ago on the phone. He was there last night and, and he, he made mention of this. He was, you and I, where we were sitting, we were, we were sitting across from Lafayette, but he was sitting in section A, which is right up from the Lafayette bench. And he said something about 10 minutes ago in the second, second half, Louisiana called a timeout and he said he noticed how tired Brown was. And it was because that first half he kind of pushed around, but man, Tyler Mormon last night fouled out. And one of the reasons he fouled out was because of how physical he and Pinkney were. I mean, I was, I didn't even watch the ball on some series. I just watched Mormon and Brown bang underneath. And it was it was an inspiring performance. We found a way to shut down their big, and the second half was Felipe Hase having his way inside the perimeter. Yeah, Hase doesn't score in the first half; scores seventeen points in the second half. Pinkney, just another workmanlike nod. I just think he's the MVP of the team. Twenty-two points, six rebounds uh, from Pinkney. But you don't want to overlook – I thought Donovan Ivory was really magnificent off the bench last night. Alvarez is – he is about as electric as any uh, guard you're ever going to see play. And, uh, and and you're right. Tyler Mormon was great. The coaching staff was great. The fans were incredible. It was a high mark in Southern Miss basketball uh, last night, Luke. And, and I, just, I just think Coach Ladner deserves a ton of credit for what he's brought back to the basketball program. Yeah, in in the post game, he he said something. This is just good coaching. He said he went in, he looked at the shot charts, and he noticed on our shot chart we had a lot that was around the rim, and he just told those guys at halftime, he said, just keep shooting. He told Hase, just keep shooting, and that's what they did. And I mean, this is we won this game. Crowley didn't play from twelve minutes 
12 and a half minutes in the first half until like 30 seconds. They brought him in just to get him like one last shot. We, we got a, you know, free throws. So they took him out so he wouldn't pick up that third foul. But I mean, you talked about Ivory off the bench. Ivory played, uh, 22 minutes last night. And then Mo Arnold still, you know, possibly a little banged up. But Alvarez, I think this is, uh, the, the high for him this season, 17 points. At the end of the first half, he had a, um, he scored and got fouled with the and one. That was real key in getting us back. I mean, you look up, we were down, what, 34-24, and then we start chipping away, uh, get that run at the end of the half, give up a bad basket at the very end, and still find a way in the second half to rebound. But, but yes, Coach Ladner knows what he's got. And if you, he said this after the game too, this isn't a crew that you have to yell at and get on. They take pride in, in who they are. And so in a lot of ways, they're, they're easier to coach. Because of the maturity and the depth on this team. A scale of 1 to 10, I would think Crowley's about a 14 in happiness that he left Ole Miss and and uh, came here. The women played the opening game, and, and we will set aside some time uh, at the end of the broadcast to talk to you about that. That that game was tied going into the fourth quarter. Uh, a big, strong Texas State team uh, pretty much dominated the uh, the last quarter of the game, and the Lady Eagles fell to fifteen and nine. They're still in the hunt. They lost last night or yesterday afternoon, sixty nine fifty two. A doubleheader tomorrow. Uh, we should point out uh, the ladies play Coastal Carolina, and ULM is here to take on the men. So, so we'll we'll update you about the uh, ladies game and, and what exactly happened uh, later in the show. But before we get to the ULM play by play announcer, who is going to be with us here in just a few moments. Uh, uh, statistics aside, everything else aside, uh, the, the crowd that was there, as I pointed out, all the all the people, it was kind of like a who's who of Southern Miss athletics uh, there last night. Rick Cleveland's observing it, and, and you could tell how impressed he was. Uh, kind of hard to put in perspective of what a turnaround this has been, Luke. I, I, I dare say no bigger turnaround from one year to another in all of NCAA basketball than what we're wit- wit- witnessing right now at Southern Miss. I mean, I think if the Eagles win the the regular season conference championship, I think even just with that, Jay Ladner has a chance to be. You're talking about obviously Sun Belt Coach of the Year, but I think he gets consideration. You're you're talking about a National Coach of the Year. I mean, the the fact now that that he's approaching the fact of getting more wins possibly this year than what he's got in the first three years. It it's it's definitely remarkable. Southern Miss. Uh, social media, Savage as always. Bob will end this segment because we, we do want to, th- this show is kind of like last night. We're going to recap and enjoy it, but guess what? ULM's next. We're going to talk to Mike Hammett, but here, here it is. Southern Miss, uh, this is Campbell Cave on, on Twitter. In response to a Barstool Louisiana, um, tweet about y'all just love us so much. And this was in response to Dub City. Here it is. Southern misses all-time records against ULL in three big sports, 33-25 in basketball, 41-11 and 11 in football, 20-16 and 16 in baseball. Louisiana, of course we love you. You're always supposed to love your son. So this morning, we're there, Daddy. Enjoy it, Golden Eagles, but ULM's next. Glorious night last night. We'll talk about what's next right after this.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studios, Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon. Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net sponsors this segment of our show. And we're always happy uh, to plug uh, Miss Kathleen and the great people down at Campus Bookmart. It's the go-to place for Southern Miss Apparel. You know that. You can also shop them campusbookmart.net. Also want to thank Jana King for their sponsorship of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, the king of clean, Jana King in Hattiesburg, working for over 35 years, cleaning places of work, education, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. Jana King can work for you as well. Just go to janakingcleans.com. That's janakingcleans.com. All right, Golden Eagles have to uh, put away the magical night last night uh, at Reed Green. The, all the thundering uh, roaring is now dissipated, and you got to get your feet back on the earth for a team that was very tough on the Golden Eagles uh, when they played on the 9th of January. USM escaped, escaped Louisiana Monroe with a very close 65-60 win. And Monroe is actually on its way here right now. Mike Hammond is the play-by-play voice of the Warhawks. And when I say on the way, Mike, you're literally on the bus on the way to Hattiesburg. That's correct. Yeah, we just left uh, shortly after 1. So by the time we get to I-20 here, we're about 10 miles or so outside of Monroe at the moment, headed east. So uh, had a home game last night. This is our, our split week playing an East Division opponent last night and a West Division opponent. We got lucky in the draw in that we had App State at home last night and coming to see Southern Miss tomorrow. So not a bad turnaround at all to just make this short little drive over to Hattiesburg today. All right, you dropped that contest last night, 52-45. You said the guys played well, just didn't hit shots, which, of course, is uh, mm-hmm. is part of the game. But the last time you played the Golden Eagles, man, you were tough. And uh, I think it's fair to say Southern Miss was pretty fortunate to uh, – get out with the win so what will be the formula for the warhawks tomorrow you know it's going to be interesting because now it's it's back-to-back games for ulm that they just uh, they've struggled shooting the basketball struggled last saturday against south alabama in that loss heated up a little bit late in that game and made a charge against app state last night uh, shot 25 percent from the field and it's it's very hard to win when you shoot 25 percent but you look at the rest of the numbers, you hold out to 52 points, uh, just under 40% shooting, uh, under 30%, I believe, from the three-point line. You out-rebounded by 10. They have more turnovers than you do. Like, everything would indicate you did more than enough to win that game. It's just you can't shoot 25% and win. And so, uh, you know, did a lot of really good things last night. Just, you know, shots were pinballing in and out, uh, you know, several times. It was ball halfway down and just, came out of there and so it, a frustrating night last night but you're right I mean that was a great game the first time around and, and what it comes down to is Southern Miss made a couple more plays down the stretch than ULM did and uh, that's uh, you know the final three minutes of the game and it was uh, DeAndre Pinckney who, who did the work in that ball game had a double-double his second consecutive double-double in that ball game and uh, you know he's just uh, he was a force and uh, what it's going to come down to for ULM I think tomorrow is is one, controlling the tempo. ULM is a team that, that will slow it down on the offensive end. They'll take the shot clock under 10 most possessions and, and try to find a, a good shot, a quality three-point shot if they can, or work it inside for something for, for Victor Bafuto or Thomas Howell. And 
and maybe have them kick it back out. Uh, but really, I think the thing is, too, uh, you know, got to be able to handle that physicality and, and uh, be able to handle guys like Pinkney and Hase. And, you know, it's it, it makes it real difficult. Uh, you know, of course, the Warhawks didn't see uh, Alvarez the first time around. So that's an added element here for Southern Miss this time. So, and it's going to be tough. I mean, nobody's gone in to read green and had success this year. So uh, it, it is a tall order coming up tomorrow. All right, Luke, get in here with Mike. Talking to Mike Hammett, play-by-play voice for ULM. Yeah, I was going to ask you about about that, Mike, about your two leading scorers, Jamari Blackman being one of them, are, are at the guard position. And with Alvarez now, because ULM didn't face him the first time, I mean, he, he is really – kind of uh in this league put this league on notice because of of his defense and so what is ulm got to do tomorrow to be able to not ha- have to to live off those two guards and try to work the ball inside that's been the big point of emphasis the last two games is trying to find scoring inside the three-point line and they, they have really struggled to do that so uh, you know, it's been something that's been addressed with this team for a while now. I'm sure it's, a, it's going to be a point here again at practice this evening and, you know, with this bunch, uh, it's just trying to find some answers. But I'm sure we're going to see Alvarez against Jamari Blackman tomorrow. And, uh, Jamari has, has had a really good, impressive run through conference play through ULM. Uh, I haven't looked at the numbers yet, uh, the conference specific numbers yet for ULM. I'm going to dive into that here when I get off the phone with you guys, but. Uh, he was averaging right around 18 points a game in conference play. All of his 20-point games have come in conference play. Went for 35 twice uh, at Marshall and then last Thursday against Coastal Carolina. Uh, you know, he's he's had a phenomenal run through conference play, but he had a tough time last night, uh, matched up with Davion Brown of App State. Uh, Davion Brown did a nice job of really containing him. Uh, and, you know, Jamari found a way to get some buckets uh, later on in the game and and get loose for nine in the second half, but that was all he had in the game. I, I'm interested to see that battle. Uh, you know, as you said, he didn't play that first meeting, so I haven't seen him play in person yet. Haven't watched a lot of Southern Miss uh, on, on, you know, some of the other ESPN Plus games just because we play at the same time yeah. as, as the Eagles a lot of times. So, uh, but I'm interested to see that battle, see what ULM can do, and I think they've got to be able to find some answers inside the arc to maybe free him up and free Tyreek LaCour up and, and get those guys going a little bit. I'm, I'm interested to ask you about Coach Keith Richard. I, I just found this really intriguing. He's been coaching going on 40 years, and all of his 40-year career mm-hmm. except for a one stint in Marshall from 86 to 89, he's he's coaching the state of Louisiana. LSU, Louisiana Tech, and he's been at ULM since 2010. I mean – you don't find that very much at all, and and so I think that gets overlooked. We're just new to this league, but I mean, you want to talk about a, a, a guy who not only knows Sun Belt basketball, but but knows a neighboring state to Mississippi. It's this guy. Yeah, he's uh, it was kind of fun to be honest with you. A couple of weeks ago, when we went to Marshall, and he he got to go back to Huntington, and that's the first time he'd been back since he left there in uh, 1989. So. He was uh, pointing out the years and the that uh, they made the NCAA tournament and, they, and the NIT while he was there, and uh, you know, and he was it's kind of fun watching him go through the town and hearing him talk about going out to eat some of his friends and driving around and finding those places. Because you're right, the rest of his career has been inside the state of Louisiana, and he's you know he knows the state, he knows the talent, he knows the contacts, he knows what it takes to to build a team that's competitive in this part of the country in particular, and so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, 
he's he's done a, a nice job with this team in particular. I mean, ULM was four and nine in non-conference play and not playing well at times, and then makes a, a switch, puts Langston Powell in the starting lineup, and brings Savion Gallion off the bench, shortens the rotation, and yeah. like that, they start winning some games. And they they win seven conference games. So. Uh, his teams consistently get better over time, and uh, this year's team's been the same. And he's, he's been around the game a long time. He sure knows uh, how to get it going. Yeah. La- last question for me. I've been asking this to, to Jay Walker of Louisiana. We talked to Brent Freeman from, from Texas State. What's been your observation of the parity of the league this year with the with the uh, the newcomers? This, this has been an incre- uh, incredible league to follow this year. Now, that being said, for me, you know, Jay has Jay's been around the league forever. <laughs> Maybe longer than Coach Richard. He's a good friend of mine. So is Brant. And you know, uh, you know, this is my first year on the men's side. Actually, you know, being the new voice of the Warhawks, and I've been around the women's side the last four years. But you know, following it just a little bit. I mean, it's crazy because it is anybody can beat anybody literally any given day. And so, uh, you know, for you. A couple of weeks ago, I don't know how many people would have had that. We've we've seen some other games this year too. Uh, you know, I don't know many people thought Arkansas State would get off the mat against Coastal last Saturday, and you know, for Southern Miss to come in here and, and play the way they have, you know, it's ULM and Southern Miss, two teams picked at the bottom of the league, and here they are, you know, in the mix, and Southern Miss leading the way. ULM right there in the middle of the pack, and you know, James Madison's come in and made some noise, and Marshall's been right there at the top, and. And ODU's in this mix, too, with ULM. I mean, this is, uh, I think, adding the four. You know, we talk about football a lot, but it's made men's basketball so much better. It's going to make baseball absolutely bonkers <laughs> coming up here in a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, it's, I think it's been great. I, I think uh, it, to have these four teams join the league, it's, it's just really improved some things across the board, you know, and big, big additions in men's basketball to make this league so much more competitive this year, I think. All right, Mike, we appreciate you as always. Safe travels to you guys. Uh, we look forward to an exciting uh, game tomorrow. I believe it tips off at uh, 2.30. We look forward to having you uh, back in Hattiesburg. Sounds great. Looking forward to it, guys. Thanks. All right, Mike Hammett, play-by-play voice, uh, Louisiana Monroe, that game tomorrow at 2.30. The, the ladies, Luke, I believe, play at noon. Is that correct? Another That's doubleheader. Right. Yeah, two uh, two doubleheaders uh, back-to-back Thursday and Saturday. doesn't happen very often, but it'll happen tomorrow. First time the ladies have ever played Coastal Carolina. That'll be at 12 noon tomorrow. And then the big challenge, of course, for Jay Ladner and his staff is getting the guys back down to earth and refocused on a team that uh, that gave them all they wanted, uh, you know, just a few weeks ago. So uh, more great basketball coming tomorrow. Eagle Hour continue after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, 4th Street Bar and Grill. That's a great place to have lunch uh, every day, just $9.95. It's a great place to take in the basketball game tomorrow afternoon if you don't make it to the Coliseum. They have all the Southern Miss uh, sporting events on the TV at 4th Street Bar and Grill. I saw Slade last night leaving 
the basketball arena with a big smile on his face, and uh, we're always happy uh, to promote our very good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Remember, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour anywhere in the world, literally. Apple Podcast, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and it'll happen for you. And We appreciate everyone uh, that joins us uh, every day uh, on our podcast, and uh, we thank you for reaching out and letting us know about that. Going to have a great show come for you uh, Monday. Coach uh, Christian Ostrander is going to kick off the opening of uh, baseball season uh, with an interview here on Super Talk. We look forward to that. And then, of course, we'll be at Pete Taylor Park next Friday for opening day with the Liberty Flames are in town for the weekend. Patrick Irby is a very good friend of Super Talk. He owns Anatomies, and uh, he's got his director of fitness, Billy Eubanks, with him today. And So, Patrick, I'm thinking about uh, you being on the show today, and Luke and I were at this exhilarating basketball game last night with 8,000 people, and, uh, you know, it was great enjoyment. I, I thought back, I uh, was very fortunate to have just enjoyed a vacation to, to the Caribbean, and, uh, and I, I think about all, I was thinking about all these things in life this morning that are fun and, and what you live for. And, and I was reminded you really can't enjoy any of that, any of that without good health. And uh, that's what Anatomies is all about, helping people find a healthy way of life, correct? Yeah, that's absolutely right, uh, Bob. And I, I think it'd be hard for us to say you could have enjoyed any of that um, just a few years ago. Correct. But- no question. <laughs> And started getting active. No question. No question. Yeah. And, and the name Lee Armstrong comes to my mind every time I think about that. And I, I will yeah. forever be grateful uh, to you and to her for what y'all did for me. But but enough yeah. about me. Uh, Anatomies is really a place, though, where, where that's that's the ultimate goal, correct? Right. It's all about quality of life. And that's why I got a, a, a Billy Eubanks. He's the director of fitness with uh, Three Point Personal Training. That's our personal training model here. Um, and what they're doing for people and with people is uh, tremendous, and it's uh, it's a freedom thing. It gives it gives people so much freedom and, and uh, abilities and uh, quality of life. So I thought you know it'd be good uh, for him to kind of talk about his direction in fitness and how they approach helping people uh, live a, a better life. Well, Billy, welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. A lot of Southern Miss fans around the country listen to this show, and so. Uh, this is a great opportunity for you to give them some great advice and let us know what you do as the director of fitness there at, the, at that fine club, Anatomies. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, first of all. Um, what makes us different or what sets us apart from where you would see training done other places is this conversation we've been having a lot lately around practical fitness and what that means. And what we're starting to figure out is People don't have to come to the gym to chase numbers. If the heaviest thing you have to lift all day is your kids, then why are we exactly chasing a heavier back squat for the sake of a heavier back squat? And what we're starting to realize is people only need the minimum effective dose or just enough to get them to be able to do the activities they enjoy doing outside of the gym. And by focusing on that, we're able to get people results that maybe have eluded them in the past. And how do you how do you do that? Explain in kind of layman's terms, somebody that's listening today that, that might want to might want to talk to you. What are the things that you can do to help them get on the right path? 
So for everybody where that is a potential client to work with us, we start everyone with an assessment and consultation. Uh, that assessment allows us to take them through nine different joint screens that we do to identify if they have any movement limitations, uh, just anything that bugs them. And then from there, we really have a good conversation about what their goals are, why they're their goals, um, and what sort of pain points they're experiencing in life. And then what that allows us to do is to create a specific plan for that person so that they're doing just what they need to do to get back to doing the things that they love doing. For example, myself, like I, I enjoy the sport of golf, so a lot of my training sort of looks like what you would see during a golf swing, and that's simply due to the fact that it allows me to do the sport that I enjoy doing outside of the gym and doesn't have me beat up from doing things in the gym that I don't necessarily need. While they may be fun to do, and that's perfectly fine, our focus is more on what do we need to do and then just giving you that so that you can live your best life outside of the gym. Makes sense to me, Luke Johnson. It really does. And and I didn't told you this, Bob, but you know, I've I've have started getting back there. And uh both of you guys, uh Billy and Patrick, I um I, I have hey, this is my question. You know, people that were former athletes like me, I played football at Southern Miss. You know, you spend a, a great majority of your time uh, doing physical activities, working on fitness, and then that chapter of your life ends and something else opens up and you don't prioritize as much. And then you look up and you're like, oh, snap, I need to do this. And, and Billy, I'm sure, and, and Patrick, you can speak to this too, I'm sure that you have people that go through chapters in their life where fitness was important and then the next chapter hasn't been. And sometimes it's harder than what some of us former athletes think getting back into that, and that's where you guys can help people. Yeah, and that's a huge part of what we do is it's not just putting you through the movements and the exercises to improve your life. It's the education and mentorship that we go through with all of our clients to help them, if they were a previous athlete, understand that they are in this new chapter just because they're not doing those high-performance activities anymore doesn't mean they can't still live a perfectly fulfilled life doing the things they enjoy now. So it's usually just a matter of trying to educate and mentor them to a spot to where they come to these realizations on their own, and then they can sort of refocus, redefine what's important to them now at this stage of life, and then us really focus in on that and being able to do those things. This this may be a dumb question, but I've learned kind of in my life there's no such thing as a dumb question. So Absolutely. I'll uh, well, how much of this though is 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 mental with people, and once they catch it mentally, like once they buy in mentally, it's it's almost as if you know the, the body follows. It's 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 mostly mental. Like when we think about the hierarchy of the things that we do, the education and mentorship come first. The exercises come third. So they come after all of that, because if you're not in a good space mentally, then you're not going to be able to will yourself, at least not for the rest of your life, which is the goal here, to be able to live a life of physical freedom from now until you're done living. Um, if If the mind's not there, then the rest of it can't follow. Bob? Yeah, I mean, you know, it all makes sense, Patrick. That kind of goes back to to what we've talked about a lot in the past and that is you know people people maybe are resistant to uh to getting started back on a, on a road of, of health uh through physical activity but but once you've done it and there's no specific amount of time i don't suppose you can answer that if there is but 
once you make that breakthrough, you quickly realize that you just, everything about you is better. You feel better. You think better. You have a better outlook on life. And then it becomes a part of your life that you don't want to give up. Yeah, that's true. And, and it bleeds into all the other components that make you who you are. You know, I mean, you're, you're, you're better at your job. Your, 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 you know, marriage is better. You're, you're managing, uh, stress loads better, making better decisions. You know, it's, uh, it's absolutely one of the best decisions you can make because it impacts everything about you. Yes. And when it becomes, when it becomes part of your everyday life and your, your weekly routine, it's not something you have to make yourself do. I mean, it's something that, uh, that you actually look forward to doing and, I'm sure you've seen that a thousand times, haven't you, Patrick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, how do people... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and to speak to that, part of of the process that we go through as professional coaches is to meet people exactly where they're at. There's a possibility that there's a client out there who needs our help who just isn't in a spot mentally or physically to come to the gym yet. It could be that physically they're not in a good space for it or mentally they're not in a good space for it. For it, but through working through this education and mindset piece that we were just talking about, you can hopefully eventually get them to a spot to where even if they aren't going into the gym, they're able to do the things that they enjoy doing in a physically active way. Right. So that meeting people where they're at so you can help them down that fitness journey road, it's unique to the individual, um, but it's definitely worth exploring. Well, there's no better place to go than Anatomies uh, to all of our listener friends out there. And Patrick, how can they reach out uh, to you? How could they reach out to Billy? How, how could they get started on that path with you fine people? Man, all they got to do is give us a call, 601-579-9555, or run right in the front door. Then go online, too, and learn more about it. But you know, either way, of those methods, we're, we're here ready to embrace you and, uh, and walk this journey with you. Always a pleasure, Patrick. Always a pleasure. Good talking to you All guys. All right, good talking to you. Patrick Irby from Anatomies and Billy Eubanks, the director of fitness there. Oh, when we come back, the ladies played yesterday, and it didn't turn out as good as the men, but uh, they're still in the hunt. We're going to talk a little bit about Lady Eagle basketball and wrap up this week on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the week brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. On Hardy Street, and uh, man, just uh, we're, we're one week away from college baseball starting, high school baseball already uh, getting ready, high school softball already uh, beginning, and, and DBAT and D1, the place to go for instruction, pro shop, facilities, it's all there, DBAT. Hattiesburg.com. Luke and Bob from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Lady Eagles last night who played before uh, the men's game. Lady Eagles fall 69-52. That was, uh, it was, it was a really close game through three quarters and Lady Eagles just kind of ran out of gas in the fourth, got outscored 25 to nine. 
by uh, by Texas State. Texas State's really good be, behind the three point line. They shot eight of seventeen, really in the first half. That's how they got got out uh, ahead of the Lady Eagles. And they fought Lady Eagles fall back and just um, just kind of lost it there in the uh, in the fourth quarter. Both Dominique Davis and uh, Lenny Cordfield both had nineteen. And, and Bob, we were watching yesterday. I mean, how gritty is is Dom Davis? You know, on on the bench. Um, she talked about it a, a few weeks ago. We interviewed her, of course, uh, having trouble with her back. She'd wear that back, uh, back pad, you know, that back brace and then play in the game. She not, not anywhere close to a hundred percent still scored 19 yesterday. No, you could tell she was in pain and, uh, and she was struggling. And like you say, was still very dynamic. And, uh, and Lonnie Cornfield is, uh, is just quickly becoming a favorite, man. That, uh, that she, she, I think is the smallest kid on the team. Look, we were, we were right on court side, so we had a really good look. She's she's pretty small, but what she makes up in size, she makes up with in grit. That is one tough little basketball player, and uh, she had a, a a big big day yesterday. I, I thought she was really dynamic on the floor yesterday. Seven of fourteen from the field, three of five from behind a three point line, and and just really really. Uh, she played that point guard position uh, well in the game. Lady Eagles turned the ball over uh, 14 times. And really, you know, you look at, uh, especially in the fourth quarter, Texas State shot 57%. Lady Eagles only shot 36%. So they, they got a rebound. They got to turn around, uh, you know, really quick and, and get ready for tomorrow as it's a doubleheader in, uh, in Reed Green. And they'll play Coastal Carolina tomorrow. Updated standings. On the women's side, Lady Eagles now in third place, tied with Marshall and Louisiana at eight and five. Texas State, James Madison, Old Dominion nine and four. Troy still leading at ten and three. Tomorrow's opponent, Coastal Carolina, six and seven and eleven and thirteen overall. So Lady Eagles will be favored in that one, um, but but want to see them uh, be able to to win tomorrow. On the men's side, all alone in first place, Southern Miss eleven and two. Eagles twenty-two and four overall. Louisiana all alone in second place, ten and three. Marshall all alone in third place, nine and four. Uh, James Madison's eight and five. Then there's four teams: Old Dominion, Troy, App State, ULM, all at seven and six. Golden Eagles win tomorrow, Bob, and get a win next week, and they will. They should seal that double bye. But but uh, here it is. I mean, you're at the point now where you got over that hurdle. You don't need to at all to look forward to any game you take what's the next one on the schedule and you win it and and to uh, to what jay said in the post game last night it's not just depth but it's mature depth on this team we're one of the oldest teams in um in d1 and so that's what you got to ask guys you had a huge win last night but now's not the time to look forward whoever's in front of you you focus on that if they if they were to win out you're, you're talking about a team that's 27 and four going into the postseason. Uh, I mean, going into the to the conference tournament as, as the one seed. I mean, to to go from being you know 13th or 14th preseason <laughs> to possibly winning the regular season Sun Belt championship. Yeah, who's left on the schedule? Look, I got to believe the Eagles what favored to favored on paper to win the last five games. So yeah, you got ULM uh, tomorrow. The one that kind of yeah, they, it doesn't get any easier. South Alabama, you're. At Mobile next Thursday night, of course, they're going to be amped for that game. And then here's the thing. Now that you're all alone, you're going to continue to get everybody's best shot. Everybody wants to knock you off the top of the hill. So at South Alabama, Georgia Southern on February the 18th at home, which will be a, a you know senior day, last time that they'll play in Reed Green. And then you've got uh, that, that last travel, two travel days last week of the season at Old Dominion at Texas State. 
All right. All right, listen, I want to thank uh, D1DBAT for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Great place uh, for uh, great training for baseball and softball for kids and for adults, uh, training of uh, any sport. State-of-the-art facility right there on Hardy Street. Luke can attest to the indoor field where he ran his famous, what was it, 6-2 or so? 5-2-8. 40-yard dash. Took him a couple weeks to recover, but I got to give him his due. I got to give him his due. I, I was surprised at just how quick he was. Uh, um, <laughs> thank you. A C- couple more news and notes. Track and field is in Nashville uh, at, the, at the Music City Challenge hosted by Vanderbilt. And we totally haven't mentioned this. Kelly went out to practice yesterday, got some interviews for us. Softball begins in about an hour and a half. All right, Coach good. Natalie Poole. Actually, they're playing right now. Or, uh, uh, Sanford and Seton Hall playing right now. Lady Eagles will play at 3.30 today. They will play tomorrow against Seton Hall at 12.30. Uh, they'll play at 3 o'clock, and then Sunday they'll play at 1 o'clock. So Lady Eagles play four times this weekend at the Lady Eagle Complex. So another season gets started in about an hour and a half. It's underway, uh, guys. All right, go get yourself a beignet this weekend from Bay Beignet on Hardy Street at a great coffee and ask them to show you where Luke broke the record of six beignets in under three minutes. They'll take you right to the spot. Bay Beignet on Hardy Street. Thanks for a great week, guys. Go support the Lady Eagles and the Golden Eagles tomorrow, the softball Lady Eagles as well, and we'll see you Monday. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.